0: Generation Church based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. As we uh, stay in this attitude of prayer and worship on this New Year's Day, I just was down here during worship and listening to the lyrics of this song specifically, and Before we go into any topic, I just feel that it's together as a family, as a church family, and then as we're in here with our families, that we just take a moment to surrender this year to God. And no matter what it is, what 22 look like, or what you're afraid that 23 is going to look like, but right now, God is bigger than what you walked through in 2022, and he's bigger than what you're going to walk through in 2023. Amen? So together, let's lift our voices this morning. If you want to lift your hands, if you want to sit down, kneel down, whatever it is you want to do, let's just take a moment right now and declare goodness and God's grace over 2023. Father, we thank you for this year, God. We don't look back at what happened to us last year, but our eyes are looking forward. We are off and running, and we're never looking back, Father, that you have a perfect plan and will for our lives that no matter what we face, what we go through, what we struggle with, Lord, you are bigger. You are better. Lord, your will for us is perfect. There's nothing that could separate us from your love. Father, we pray that this is the year of harvest, God, not only in our families, but in this church that this is the year of harvest that when people walk through the doors that they will experience your goodness and they'll experience your power god that we even look out right now in this theater that every seat will be filled every seat will encounter your presence every seat represents a soul in this city god that generation church will be a light and a beacon to your presence for 2023 and we declare that over ourselves our families Over everything that we do that you have entrusted us with, God, we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Can we give our hands, put our hands together this morning? You can be seated. Uh, I am excited for you guys to be here. If you're watching online, uh, thanks for joining us. But we're just going to take a few moments, um, you know, when we got together towards the end of the year last year, which was weird to say last year because today's the first, but... um, We just felt it was important um, that here at Generation, we want to have a culture of prayer. Everything that we do is driven by the presence of God and a culture of prayer. And so we thought it would be cool to start off this weekend, being January 1st, um, talking about fasting and preparing our hearts uh, for uh, our 21 days of prayer and fasting, and even just preparing ourselves uh, for This year and everything that God has for us. And when I was preparing for this, uh, there's a quote that uh, I'm from Alabama. And so my pastor uh, back up in Alabama during this time, he would always share a quote with us. And it's always stuck with me. And every year um, I try to make this quote my anthem. And uh, I want to share that with you guys this morning as we kind of dig through the scriptures a little bit on the topic of fasting and really talking about what fasting is and uh, and before we go any further, I feel like it's important to congratulate you that so far in 2023, you have perfect church attendance. And so uh, we're going to keep this going, right? Um, and so uh, Pastor Chris Hodges, he said this, is that this year will be the best year of your life if it's the best year of your life spiritually. And I know that that we said it in our prayer, but this quote, it's it's a really deep quote because you know, along with any kind of New Year's resolutions, maybe some of you have this New Year's resolution where you got the new journal and you have the goal that you're going to write on every page or you're going to read this amount of books or you're going to go to the gym every day of this year, right? You know, which it's uh, closed today, so I guess we're already messed up on that, right? Um, But when it's the best year of your life, I think we all want that, right? We all want a good year. We all want to be blessed. We all want just to have a great year of what God has for us. But a lot of times when we do hit the mountains, I love that song Highlands that we just sang because that one lyric, like we always refer to like being on the mountain and being on the mountaintop, but what happens if that mountain's in front of us, right? What happens if you're in the valley and you're at the bottom of that mountain and it seems impossible? Like we need God to, the only way we can have the best year is if it is the best year of our lives spiritually. That means a life dedicated and committed to the word of God and that means a life dedicated and committed to prayer and seeking the face of God and his presence and a life committed of serving people and along with our topic today and you might not want to hear this but a life dedicated and committed to fasting right I bet we could go around in this room and we could probably all myself included admit that fasting is not a normal part of our lives right I love to eat My wife's Cajun, so we eat all the time. I tell people that I have the spiritual gift of eating, so fasting is not something that's fun to me, right? And I don't know that fasting was necessarily made to be fun, but the very thing that fasting does is the very thing we need to live the best life that God has for us. And so I commit to you this morning that let's start with this 21 days of prayer and fasting, And then when this 21 days end, we keep it going to day 26 and day 27 throughout this whole year. And we develop this discipline of seeing God in deeper levels than we've never seen before. Amen. Everybody want that this morning? Starting off this year to see God more. That's my word for myself this year is just deeper. I want to go deeper. I want every single thing that God has for me. Supernatural. I want it all. I want a deeper relationship with God. I want to open up the scriptures every day and there's just revelation after revelation. I want to walk like the disciples walked. I want to see God the way that they saw Jesus. And we can do that, but that starts with our commitment to living for God. Not this world, but God. What would it look like as a church family, whether you're in here or online, if we committed to doing that together? What kind of impact will we make, not only in Pensacola, but in our country and in the rest of the world, that if we humbled ourselves and sought after God's face and he started with us, but then we were that conduit or that spark that just spread everywhere. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I want to be a part of being responsible for the next big revival in America. Like, I, would, I want God to move through this house so much. And that I do believe that that starts with fasting. But fasting is something that is, like I said, it's not glamorous. It's not fun. Like, especially if it's food. And the whole, I think this is where the definition of hangry came from. Right? Like, if the longer you don't eat, the more anger you have. But when we're able to starve ourselves from the stuff of this world and fill ourselves with the, with the living bread, then we will no longer hunger and thirst for the things of this world. So it's interesting that in Matthew 6, Jesus is teaching on this topic, and he says this. "It says, "...when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that they're fasting." And may be seen by others, truly I say to you, they have received their reward, but when you they have not received their reward, but when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your father who is in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And so what I, I take out of encouragement from this verse is that it's not about me. Like, I don't need to be and tell and show that I'm starving myself or that I'm not eating, that it's between me and God. I don't want the approval of man or a pat on the back just because I haven't eaten in a few days, right? This is between me and God. And so as we go into this season, encourage yourself to know that this journey is you and God and nobody else or maybe you and your spouse, or you and your family, however you're going to participate in this, it's between you and God and what God has for you, and nobody else. And so it took a long time for me to really, you know, understand the importance of fasting, but between the Old and New Testament, fasting is talked about over 70 times. So it's something that's important. It's not just a, hey, you should do this, or you should probably do this. It's you need to do this. Anytime I've ever felt like the world has just got its hands around me and I can't get away, I usually try to fast because that's when I know that I have more of the world than I have of God in my life. Fasting refines you from this world and fills you with the presence of God. And so I grew up Catholic, and so if you've ever been a part of the the Catholic faith, they they participate in Lent, which was kind of like fasting, so I... (coughs) excuse me, I had um, kind of an understanding of it. I knew that I needed to give up something for 40 days. Usually it was like candy or something. But I kind of understood fasting. But when I got into ministry school and I learned about 21 days of prayer and fasting and they're like, you know, that was the first time I ever heard of the Daniel fast and I was not very excited at all. (laughs) And so if, if, if I have to remove meat from my diet. I'm sorry if you guys don't eat meat, but uh, I actually ate so much meat one time I had to get my gallbladder cut out. And so uh, I probably should fast it, but um, I wasn't excited about it. And so I was always, lo- I enjoyed the prayer part of it, but I didn't under- enjoy at all the fasting part of it. So I was always looking for a way out. I was always looking for a reason not to fast. And so when I was in ministry school and you were around A 100 students that come from all different backgrounds of the Christian faith and realized that you could find a bunch of different types of Daniel fast on Google telling you what to eat and what not to eat. It became a big argument when we would be in class. And I'm like, you know what, this is my ticket out. I'm just not going to fast. Nobody can figure it out. But I always left those seasons of 21 days of prayer and fasting feeling like something was missing and feeling like I didn't go all in. And I found myself in the in this season, coming up to 21 Days of Prayer, where it really kind of seemed like nothing was working out. And I was working, uh, I just got a job at a McAllister's Deli. I don't know if we have one of those here, but uh, it wasn't the best job I ever had. But um, I just got a job there, and I was driving to work one day, and I felt like this thought dropped in my mind, and it was getting ready for 21 Days of Prayer, and it was... How can I ever expect God's best in my life if I'm unwilling to give him my best? Because I'd lived my life. I'd been through ministry school. I was interviewing for jobs to be in vocational ministry, but up until that point when it came to prayer and fasting and maybe even the discipline of devotion that I needed to have in the relationship with God, I never Gave it my all. I was always kind of like, you know, pulled back into the emotion of things and pulled back to when it wasn't immediately happening in my life that I wasn't doing something right, so I would just give up. And so this particular 21 days of prayer and fasting, um, I decided that I was going to put it to the test. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to give God everything I got during, the, during this 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so I decided that I was going to try a full 21 days of prayer, only liquids. And uh, it was brutal, especially, like I said, um, I just got a job at a McAllister's Deli. And uh, I'll be honest, I've never once in my life thought more about eating someone's leftovers (laughs) than I did on the way to the trash can after I would bust the table or something. Like, I was real close a few times. Um, But what I learned through that through this whole time, yeah, there was a gratification of that I made it. I made it 21 days, only on liquid. Um, Yes, I obviously lost a ton of weight. I think I lost like 30 pounds. And so, like, I was almost back to high school weight. You know, adults, we always want to be back to high school weight, right? But what I realized is that when that ended, I had never felt more clean, more pure, and more closer to God in that moment. And it literally drove the rest of the year. It was that year that I moved and finally did get a job. It was that year that I met my wife. It was that year that um, everything I'd been praying for for years all came to pass. And, you know, obviously we could say that that was God's timing and everything like that, but it just encouraged me to know that that was a thought that I felt like the Lord had spoke to me, that if I'm ever going to have God's best, I need to give in mine. So that's what I want to challenge you with this morning. But when it comes to fasting, like I just mentioned you, we need to understand two things that fasting is not. One, fasting it, when it comes to spirituality is not a weight loss program. Like we don't just fast to lose weight. Like if you work out a lot or do CrossFit and all that stuff, like there is fasting techniques, and that is like if you don't eat, obviously you're going to lose weight. But spiritually, if you ever go into the fast with a goal of losing weight, you're never going to get out of what get out of it what God wants you to. And then the second thing is that it's not voluntary punishment, (laughs) right? We're not punishing ourselves. We're not punishing ourselves because Christianity is not fun, or that Jesus doesn't want us to have a joyful life. We're not punishing ourselves, but we're refining ourselves so that we could have more of God removing the world from our lives and replacing it with God and everything he has for us. And there's a couple quotes I want to share with you today as we um, close up in a few minutes. But and it, well, The first one is by Bill Bryden. It says, Fasting with a pure heart and motives, I have discovered, brings personal revival and adds power to our prayers. Personal revival occurs because fasting is an act of humility And fasting gives an opportunity for deeper humility as we recognize our sins, repent, receive God's forgiveness, and experience his cleansing of our soul and spirit. Fasting also demonstrates our love for God and our full confidence in his faithfulness. And then Jensen Franklin says that fasting is not just a physical discipline, but a spiritual feast and then Bill Bright once again says that fasting reduces the power of self so that the holy spirit can do a more can do a more intense work within us. And so what I love about these quotes is that it points to one thing is that we have to ask ourselves that why is fasting necessary? What if we changed it up a little bit and we've all heard the slogan and and I'm I'm pretty sure some of us have been preached on it up here is that Prayer always has to be our first response, not our last resort. You ever heard that before? Well, could I challenge you today that fasting should be our first response, not our last resort or not something that we do once a year, but it becomes a normal discipline in our lives? Because, you know, there is the story in the Bible where the the, uh, disciples are trying to cast out the demon and the young boy and they couldn't do it and Jesus said this only happens through prayer and fasting, right? And so if you're sitting there this morning and you want the power of God to move through your life, could I perhaps say that maybe we need to fast more along with when we pray more. And so we should let 21 days do that for us and start that discipline. And Brian, if you want to go ahead and come on up, we can... We can close out this way as we spend time in the presence of God to declare over this year. Uh, But I was thinking about these two verses in Scripture. And uh, it doesn't talk about fasting at all, but I think it kind of speaks to what fasting does in our lives. And maybe this year is already challenging. Maybe it's uh, January 1st and you're already stressed out or maybe 2022 was so bad that you're not looking forward to this year, whatever the case may be. But can can I bring to our attention that if we place fasting in those places combined with our prayer, that we can leave everything in our past and look to this clean slate of 2023 that God has for us. Psalm 37.4 says, take delight in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Could it be that when we delight in the Lord or submit to God through fasting, like we read in one of the quotes that fasting is about humility, well, that we humble ourselves and that what we've been seeking and praying, we realize that the reason those prayers haven't been answered is that God has something better. And that when we delight ourselves in God, in the Lord, and he gives us the desires of our heart, could it be that those desires that he gives us were his desires for us all along, but he's just revealing to us because we've humbled ourselves and are only focusing on him that what he wanted for us, we receive. Or that Paul even says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, he said, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness right? I, when you fast, you're not strong. <laughs> when you fast, you hurt, especially if you drink as much coffee as I do. Like when you remove caffeine or you remove all this stuff and all this junk that your body relies on on day in and day out, it's not fun. It hurts. It's painful. I can guarantee you you're going to be irritated and get agitated all the time and have a shorter fuse, but this is what I can tell you that it's God's strength that's made perfect in our weakness. And I don't know about you, but I want that strength leading my life. Whatever strength I think I can muster up, I don't want that. I want God's strength that is made perfect in weakness. And I want to close with a story, but today's the first and fasting starts a week from today. And I want to encourage you to do three things this week. I want to encourage you to pray. Pray what 21 days of prayer is going to look like for you. And if you're sitting there and you've never had a good experience with it, I've been there. But I can tell you, go all in. Pray about what it is that God wants you to fast, how he wants you to fast, what he wants you to pray for. Prepare your heart for it. Prepare both spiritually and physically. You know, if you're doing the Daniel fast, probably a good idea to remove meat from your house. (laughs) But prepare for it and then participate. One thing that Shelby always says when we're talking and something we live by is that there's always a blessing on the other side of your obedience. And what if this one step into this 21 days of fasting is one step closer to the breakthrough and the blessing that God has for you, but it takes your commitment to get there. So participate. I challenge you, I participate. I would love to show up here Monday through Friday, 6.15 to 7.15, and on Saturdays at 7.15 in that elementary room on the third floor and see people hunger hungry for the living God, knowing that they're going to change their life and receive what they're believing for. But the story I want to share, I've shared our story a lot, like my kids are down here and I'm not real sure what Olivia is doing or drawing with, but uh, Olivia is a result of 21 days of prayer and fasting. I've shared that story a hundred times up here, but we were told we would never have children. We went through 21 days of prayer and fasting and we even told our doctor, like, well, we want to go through prayer and fasting and pray for healing. And if it doesn't come after that, um, we'll start, you know, the in vitro and all that process. And so the last day, or the last week, there was healing a healing day, and we went up for prayer. And prayer ends, and, you know, nothing happened, obviously. And then on March 11th, we found out we are pregnant. And so I've shared that story a lot, but... I've learned a lot lately through my sister's story. I'll try to get through this without crying, but uh, my sister—we have an incredibly close relationship, and uh, they started trying to have kids uh, when we had Olivia. They're both really successful um, in Birmingham in both their careers, and. They can never get pregnant. And we're like, man, we're literally watching my sibling, my younger sister, go through the same journey we are, but yet here we are now with two kids. And, you know, they started going to doctors, and they started getting tests, and every doctor they saw was like, we don't know why you're not getting pregnant. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with him. We don't know why you're not getting pregnant. And we've just as a family like this whole thing has brought our whole family closer to God and um you know i texted my sister the other day and i was like what did what did prayer and fasting do for you in this season and uh you know so olivia is a little bit over 3 uh, right now and so that's 3 years of two different 21 days of prayer um and fasting, and she said, You know, the one thing I've learned through all of this is that when you're going through something, it's prayer and it's fasting that keeps you grounded, and not just praying for that to happen, but just being closer to God and in His presence. And uh, I don't have a picture, I didn't think that far in advance, but a month ago. They had their first little girl. And uh, it was pretty special to watch them go through that because I don't know that I've ever, like I look at pictures of my kids and I look at Shelby right now holding Amelia sound asleep while I'm talking up here. Um, But I watched them too and what they've gone through for four years. And, you know, they did go through in vitro and they did go through all this stuff, but The other thing she said, and this is what I wanna close with, is that there were times throughout those seasons where they questioned everything. Like, why can't this happen? Or like, what else are you doing? What is your plan for us? But we know that you've called us to be a family and we're not gonna stop believing for that. She said, you know, during this month, there's things that's happened since they've had Eloise, is her name, Eloise Catherine, And she's like, every prayer I prayed, I feel like God has answered since she's been born. And it made me realize I see what you were doing. And so what we're going to do, and if you want to go ahead and stand up as we get ready to go back into worship. I don't know what it is that you've been believing for or what you're believing for now. But this is what I can tell you. God is faithful. He's got a perfect plan for your life. In fact, but let me clarify, fasting isn't just about getting what you want. but fasting is get, is getting it gets you as close to God as you possibly can on this side of heaven. I truly believe that. Fasting gets you closer to God on this side of heaven as you possibly could be. What would it look like if we joined together as a family and sought after God with everything that we have and we are able to celebrate that together, but we are able to start this year off stronger than we ever have been before, both individually and as a church. And so what we're fixing to do, we're gonna go back into worship for two songs, right? Two songs and... I'm going to kind of do something a little different. Um, I just kind of feel like the Holy Spirit is ready to move in here. And uh, we're going to go into these two songs of worship and and Pastor Greg, like uh, we'll have uh, the prayer available. But there's, I firmly believe and strongly believe there's people in here that really went through it in 2022. And you're not real sure what 23 holds. I know as a staff, it's been challenging. Individually, it's been challenging and it makes things uncertain. But what I do know is God is faithful. And so I wanna have a time in here during worship, whether you're just standing in your seat, whether you're up on the theater seats or down here on the floor and with your family, I want you to worship worship with your family, and declare God's goodness over your life. And even if you're comfortable to come down here and and this altar right here, and you just give this year to the Lord, take a step of faith. There's a blessing on the other side of your obedience. So Father, we give you this time, God, and during this time of worship, Lord, we just pray right now for your spirit to move. Lord, you know every need that's in here. God, you know how long we've been praying for those. You know how long that we felt lost, how long we feel like our prayers are just hitting the ceilings. But God, help us see that you are faithful. Lord, that this year will be the year of blessing, that if there's anyone in here that has been praying for healing, that this is gonna be the year are praying for children that this is going to be the year. This enemy has nothing for us, that we serve you, the living God. And as we go into this season of prayer and fasting, God, that we open up our hearts, we open up our minds, God, and we declare your goodness over every situation in our life. So as we go in this time of worship, God, whether it's coming up here to the altar, praying with Pastor Greg and the team, or just sitting there worshiping with your family, God, we just surrender it all to you. We surrender everything to you. We're ready for you to move in our lives and our families in this church. If you're comfortable everybody, let's just open up our hands. Father, we're ready. Any ounce of doubt that we've had last year, any ounce of doubt we're carrying now, God, we open up our hands and welcome your presence to change our lives. Holy Spirit, come alive in us right now. We bind the enemy away from us. We want your presence. We're ready for your presence. We declare the harvest over this house in our lives and in our families. We worship you in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.